Welcome to Retire Stronger, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. Well, y'all, I'm your girl, Devorah Ascot Black from ISAA, Retire Strong, and we are here today talking about sharing our dues and your finances with the accountant and the nurse. Y'all, this is going to be a hoot and a holler because we have my son and his wife. You are going to be in for a treat today. See, last week we talked about becoming an empty nester. I gave you all moms a pat on your back for doing a great job, raising your kids, getting them through college and all, and finally being able to breathe. Well, today, let's check out how the kids are doing who graduated a few years ago. They left the parents and how they're doing today. Have, you, have they been given everything that they needed to take care of themselves? The ones who got married, the ones who had the children. Well, this couple hadn't had the children yet. We'll find out what they think about that as well. Can we say birds don't fall far from a tree? Well, I'm super excited to introduce to you our couple whom I know all too well. They got married last year in March, right before the pandemic. They live in Dallas, Texas. All right, they went to college together, fell in love and all. Deja graduated as a nurse. She is practicing right down there in Dallas, Texas. So she is considered an aesthetic nurse and registered nurse in dermatology. And we have Barrington Transu. Yes, he's the assistant financial manager and financial con uh, finance contract compliance for the Marriott Corporation. Yep, that's what they are. You know, they highfalutin. They making all that money, honey. That's what they say. That's what we think. And let's go see how we see they play it all out, you know. So let's see how these millennials are handling life, money, and their goals for their future. Did I fail to mention again? Barrington is my son. Well, I just thought I'd warn you. We never know what they're going to come out their mouth saying. Welcome, Barrington and Deja. Well, question number one. What did you learn from your parents that most prepared you financially for being a wife, Miss Deja? Mm, I think my dad is very structured and budgeting. Um... He's really good about paying for things that you need, like housing, food, and your wants coming later. So I feel like that's really implanted in my life, making sure all my needs are met first. And then if I got a little bit to spend on the side, I can. That is some good advice right there. If I hadn't heard from anything more. And Barrington, what do you think most that you learned that mostly prepared you financially for being a husband? Um, <laughs> I I guess I'm more so like making sure I have enough to provide. So like if, you know, things hit the fan, I'm, it's my job to make sure everything is good regardless. Um, my dad always had, like, he just always was providing. So I just always wanted like to be a provider for Asian. Okay. Yeah, I don't. My dad always says, "Save fifty percent, save fifty cents of every dollar." <laughs> yes, so. I will say, <laughs> my parents kind of taught me always like ten percent savings when you get paid every time you get paid or get income, um, and then ten percent tides. And yeah, then, you know, you kind of just work with the rest. Or, yeah, 
But I think that that's important as well. Very interesting. Okay. And so from this point, you guys got married last March. And here we go. The I do's are gone. And now you're ready to rock and roll. So based on some of that information, how are you handling your finances now? You guys had to sit there and say, okay, we got to weed through what our parents have said. We got to weed through what we think we know. Mm-hmm. Now, everything that hit the fans, what we going to do? We're, the, we're now the transus. What we going to do with our life? How are we handling our finances? For us, since B's in finance, we started a budget and a spreadsheet that we try to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely have to refresh ourselves yeah. every couple of months, um, cause we tend to go off of it. Um, but that's something that maybe our parents didn't teach us is like doing the actual spreadsheet, breaking every little thing down. So that way we can stay on track, stay on the live a little bit. So I feel like that's how we've tried to manage it. Yeah. It's the thing about it is like, I feel like our parents, they instill like the fundamentals of how to do financial, you know, uh, I guess discipline. But yeah. considering that I am a financial manager, I learned a lot through my job of how mm-hmm. to make spreadsheets and how to like actually, you know, break down each and individual each individual like uh, I guess cost. So like we we had we break down literally everything. But like I said, I make the spreadsheet. <laughs> She is the one that that keeps me on on track because I can make them. I can make the spreadsheet, but she's the one that's like, all right, this is not what what that Excel spreadsheet (laughs) says. We can't do that. So, like, she keeps me in line. So, So you know how to make the spreadsheets dance. You can make anything look pretty. But then then Deja come in there and say, no, 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 no. We're going to have to implement this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then she turned around and said, Oh, we're not implementing this right there. We're yeah. gonna have to go here and get this right. We, we gotta stick to it. Yeah, they just so good she keeps you on track. She's good. Uh-huh. She just needs like a, a roadmap on how to do it. You know? Okay, she, so she sees the roadmap and make you follow it. It's kind of like driving. Like <laughs> she can't she can't like navigate through her own city without a GPS. Mm-mm. So like she now I'm giving her the GPS to like drive through our finances and she's gonna get us to the destination. And she's gonna get you to your destination. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you give her the GPS and she'll get you there. Exactly. And you can count on that. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Now, is that not the sweetest? Oh, now that's romantic right there. Now, that's an odd little way of being romantic, but I love that. Now, that's cool right there, Bear. That's all right. Y'all, I'm sorry. I call him Bear and I can't stop. That's my son. Okay. (laughs) How do you handle savings? So is this GPS that, you know, you know, the GPS that Barrington has set up for you, Deja, does that really help you better with savings? Or do you still have a little bucket of savings on the side? How are you handling how are you handling your savings? I want to hear that. I think I'm more eager to save than he is. He's more like, oh, I have an idea. Let's just spend the extra money. And I'm like, no, we need backup for you know when stuff hits the fan. So okay. every time I get paid, I save. I have to kind of 
pull at him like, babe, did you put money in the savings? I don't have an savings on the side. But we have talked about that before where, like, we don't mind each other having our own personal savings on the side. I don't have that right now, but ours is just joint. Okay. All right. So you guys don't mind being a joint. Um, you'd handle on your finances jointly. Mm-hmm. And you you work well together jointly. Well, we have, we have we handle our savings jointly. But the thing about it is, like, Dave's just really old school. She likes to do like, savings account. You know, that's it. So I'm more so like, I like stocks. I like doing stuff extra with my money to make it grow. So, like, she that's a that's like a nervous feel for her. So I'm trying to, like, get her into that. But like she'll she'll definitely put you know a certain amount of money every paycheck into a savings account and just let it sit there. But my whole point is like I'll take that same amount and put it in an actual account that works. And now I'm making I'm making I'm gonna make more. But it's risky that and some some people are not risk takers. So I feel like both both ways of saving is right. It's not a wrong way, but it's just like I try to now like now I know what she likes to do. I try to like do both. So instead of me doing all stocks, I'm gonna put like half into the savings, half into the stocks. But I feel the same too. Like when you get married and y'all just have different perspectives on a lot of things, you learn from each other and you grow from each other. And I didn't know about stocks. And when he was like, babe, let's put this amount of money in stocks, I'm like, but what happens if you don't get any money back? And he's like, well, that's the, that's the risk that you're taking, you know, but you can also grow money. And I'm like, okay. So. It took a couple months, but I realized it's a good avenue to save money and grow money. And I'm like, let's do both. So you do learn from your partner as well when you get married. Um, haven't you found haven't you found it very helpful that you both have that mindset that it balances what's going on in the household? Because if it's not for Adasia, you're not gonna have a lot of money, but you like the risk taker because he's innovative. And it gives you some ideas on how you can grow money and how you can do a lot of different things for your future. So he has that entrepreneurial mind. Definitely that's in his DNA, y'all. I'm sorry to tell you. That's all he's seen. But <laughs> so that's a, that's a good balance. And I guess you appreciate that as well. Yeah. That's very good. That's good. Now tell us about how you handled your extraordinary, amazing wedding. Now, you guys had the fairy tale wedding of the year. I'm telling you, everybody, even on my Facebook page and everything, couldn't believe how you pulled off this incredible, it looked like a fancy wedding now. Everybody knows it. Now, tell them how you, how you financed this extraordinary wedding. How did you do it? Okay, one thing about me, I love getting stuff like on sale. Okay. When... I'm trying to get all the the avenues that I can get. So I will, our venue was, it looked very fancy, extravagant. Um, and usually on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the weekends, venues are more expensive. And we decided yep. to have our wedding on a Thursday on a weekday because it was like $10,000 cheaper. And I said, wow. wow. All my guests are just going to have to come during the week because this is the venue that I want and I'm not willing to pay that price when I know that I can get it at this price. So that is one thing. And mind you, she really sacrificed that because her her perfect perfect date was March 7th, which was on a Saturday. Yeah, and like she, she like she even has seven tattooed on her, 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 yeah, her, her wrist. So that's like, like our favorite number. Mm-hmm. 
But we had to get married on March 5th just like to save $10,000. Yeah, so that was the first thing. Second thing is we had to like really sacrifice. Like that first, our first year being down here, we didn't do anything. Like we, we really barely went out or anything like that. We saved a lot of money every paycheck. And yeah. so a lot, of the, a lot of the wedding, we ended up paying out of pocket for it. Like we paid like mm-hmm. basically 90% of the wedding out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the rest of the wedding was based, like that wasn't, that wasn't based off of her dad. Like her dad did a, give us a, a nice financial gift. And you, you get, you helped us right, with the right. um, wedding. We had a lot of family help. So the only, the only part we did pay out of pocket for was like our honeymoon. But everything like the wedding in itself was like all paid out of pocket. Well, that was a financial gift a little bit with the honeymoon. That was helpful. Yeah. But then, but also, didn't you use um, Insta, didn't you use influencers a little bit to help you um, in any kind of way with your wedding? Um, did you have any help from that? Mm-hmm. Did y'all get any help with the uh, with the influencers, or that did, that was not in, in part of your wedding? No, I mean, we. <laughs> that's funny you even brought that up because like the the journey to the wedding has brought a lot of attention to like becoming beige our instagram our instagram page so now it it can turn into or it is turning into more of a, like a financial i guess benefit to us mm-hmm. yeah. um, because there's a lot of like popularity that came through our to our page just because they wanted to see the journey and now it's like a lot of people that's still following us because they want to see what's gonna happen next you know what i'm saying so like um Right now, we to answer your question, Instagram influencers, nah, that didn't, I was like, didn't help that didn't help us like with the wedding. But I feel like that just planted seeds for the future for like other things to manifest. Yeah. I had a lot of people who asked us, you know, how do you do it? And I know that you guys saved a lot. You hustled a lot. You took on more, you know, work and things like this, but your goal was to not have a whole lot of debt after that wedding. And I thought that was very commendable. So you guys heard it from them yourselves. All right. How do you plan for future goals and what do you want to see happen for both of you? Like buying a house and having a child and maybe even buying a car. How do you plan and go about planning for those types of things? What is going on in your mind about that? I don't feel like we're great planners. I feel like we just do. What you say? I mean, um, but I would say like the current situation in our life is um, we've been living in this apartment since we moved in Dallas. And as you know, every time you renew your lease, we've been here almost three years, they increase your rent. And um, it's just getting to the point where it's high and we don't even use our second bedroom or bathroom. And we also felt like we wanted to move and have like more permanent situation, something that we own um, and stop spending all this money in rent. Um, So right now, currently, we're looking for an apartment. And our original goal (laughs) was to find an apartment that was way cheaper than what we're living now. We want to downsize to one bedroom, one bath. So that way we can save to get a house. Now we're apartment shopping. And my lovely husband here wants all the finer apartments in the world that (laughs) only is saving us $100. I'm like, then there's no point of even, (laughs) even moving. Like that's, 
a current goal that we have that we're kind of working with. Um, and I'm like, I want an apartment where we can save, you know, $1,000. Like, but we haven't planned anything. We're kind of just taking it like day by day, like looking at different things, going back and forth. He's like, babe, let's just get the apartment that we love. I'm like, it's too much money. Oh, uh, you're not going to find no apartment in Dallas that's going to save $1,000. I'm just saying more than a hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> I can't well, wait to see who wins this particular conversation I mean, right there. Uh, She's gonna win. Cause honestly, at this point, I'm just ready for the conversation to be done. And I'm ready. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's, she she's giving herself a lot of credit because when we she says this. But when we like tour these places, she like, oh my god, babe, this looks so nice. <laughs> but then she making me start to fall in love with it, and then I gotta tell like the the manager, like, actually, never mind. Dave thought about it; she don't want it anymore. Because it is nice; they're really nice apartments. You know, they're appeasing to your eye. But then when you go back and you look at your original goal, what are we planning? What is our fu- like? What is our future hold? Do we want a house? Because we can afford this apartment, yeah. We can have all the looks and the scenes, but we won't have any savings when our next lease is up to buy a house. So it's just kind of like, what, you know. What's the goal are, here, right? The thing, about it, the, the thing about it is, though, I mean, even when, I wouldn't even say we wouldn't have any savings because it's just more so like now, instead of you sacrificing other things, like we could easily just like not go out and eat as much. Or we could easily just like, Mm-hmm. not do certain things that we always do and you will still yeah. get that savings so like obviously she like crab legs you know what i'm saying so that <laughs> you know rather you know just have a less of an apartment and eat her crab legs yada yada but it's all about it's all about how you, it's many ways to skin a cat you can save in different ways it's a lot about sacrifice isn't it you it, gotta figure out what's what's more important and how you weigh it out right yeah. so Okay, do you believe in having a side hustle? And how does that work into your equation? I believe in having a side hustle, but I do not currently have one. We just talked about this last night because (laughs) I don't know what I would want my side hustle to be, but I do believe in having one. Multiple. And what about you, Barrington? Yeah, I mean, I want to. All day long. I would have a sketchy dive if I could. But um, right now, yeah, I, I started photography on the side. So that's been very lucrative in the past, like, seven weeks since I've been doing it. So, so tell us about your side hustle, Barrington. Um, well, I, we went to Cancun for our anniversary. And I just started taking photos of days, like, on my phone. And they ended up coming out really good. But um, before then, like, I used to do, like, food photography for one of my side hustles called the Real Food Tour. Started that in college. And I just kind of like slept on it because I got the job with Marriott. So like I became more corporate focused and wanted to go up the ladder or whatever. But when we went to uh, Cancun, it kind of just like reawakened a different animal in me. You know, I just saw like all the people that were actually out there. I saw them like really hustling. They were really like on it. This is a guy who was trying to sell me seashells like 25 bucks. But it was it wasn't the fact that like he was selling seashells, it was the fact that he's out there every day like doing that. And I was like, I could do the same thing with photos. I'm doing it with days right now. And when I came back to America, I was telling her, I want to be a photographer. And 
Then she was like, where did this come from? Because mind you, before we went to Cancun, it was like, I want to do real estate. And well, I felt like when I when I was like weighing both of them, I was like, real estate is going to be more so uh, another job for me. It's not going to be like a hobby that makes me money. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be something that I really could enjoy, something that I could really be creative about because I can't be as creative in my normal job right now. And I'm a creative person, you know, so like I started talking to her and then we ended up getting me a camera. That was a whole nother discussion. That was whole, all the way to your finances. <laughs> yeah, the camera. Because we, so when we moved here, we went to NFM, which is Nebraska Furniture Mart, and we got all our furniture like through our oh. line with that store. We have it all paid off, and he's like, babe, let's get the camera <laughs> on. The, and I'm like, babe, no, because we're trying to work on our credit. we try to get our stuff right. Yeah. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how that went. So, <laughs> but, so I ended up talking to her, and, like, I felt like she started really seeing that I was really ambitious about it. Yeah. Like, I was every night I would be watching YouTube videos about how to edit and I would talk to my friend like I have two different mentors James the person at Sha'ar wedding and also uh, Max Red's photos burn he's like one of my cool college friends and they both are very successful in the photography business so I would talk to them literally every day about like what camera should I get what kind of lenses do I need like all the the perfect setup of how to be successful Mm-hmm. And I think she started seeing like, okay, this guy's really serious, you know. Like, yeah, I think what what did it for me. My sister just had a baby, but we went to Ohio for our baby, her baby shower. And um, originally, he wanted the camera that he wanted to buy for the baby shower, and it just didn't uh-huh. work out. So he had an old camera for the food tour, right? Like, I was like, just bring that camera, like work with that camera, and see if you like it. And watching him in action, I was like, okay. <laughs> that, I think that's what I needed to see to be like, I'm ready to invest. Yeah. Like, I want this. So thing. you invested in your husband. Yeah. And that's that what, was a risk. That was I'm a risk. Glad she, I like, used that word because she really did invest in me. And, like, every paycheck, we put money into the, the account so we can pay it off. Like, I told her it's going to pay it off in six months, you know, like. Yeah. And so it's, we have two years to pay it off interest free, but. We're trying to pay it off in six months just so then, like, we can stay disciplined or whatever. Mm-hmm. But within just, like I said, I've only been doing it for seven weeks. And I've already closed, what, four pieces of business, you know? So, okay. like, it's it's already working. I think she's starting to see, like, it's working. Like, I'm I'm having fun with it. And it's, it's ended up, it's going to take off, like, soon. I can see it. But, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, you guys are doing it and doing it well. That's great. Well, one of the other questions I have is only two more. So what do you think you've had to sacrifice most now at your age and now that you are married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Like family, maybe. Yeah, like family time. Because like we're all the way in Dallas. So like, but, you know, it's kind of like a give and take, you know, because like, her family's in Ohio. My family's in North Carolina. We're in Dallas. And then when it comes to finances, I mean, we're not driving. It's a 16-hour drive both ways. So you have to fly. Average flight is at least 300 Two people is $600. So it's just really hard to see people that, you know, like we want to be around all the time. Yeah, and it's not even like 
the flight is not attainable, but it's more so like if random stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, yeah. like, we just had a baby. So now, yeah. like, if we didn't have like a flight credit already, that I couldn't even imagine what the flight would be like. We wanted to fly out tomorrow. Right. You know, that right. could usually be like 500 a person, 600 a person. So, what made you What made you guys go out to Dallas? My job. Why are you so far away from your family? My job. <laughs> yeah, okay. My, my job brought me out here. I moved. I moved to like three different states for my from my job. So I, I lived in Rhode Island. I worked in Boston. And now I'm in Dallas. So oh, okay. But once we've been in, when we came to Dallas, it wasn't supposed to be like a permanent thing. It was yeah. supposed to be like year, Dallas, and then years. and then Mary was gonna fly me somewhere else, like they usually mm-hmm. do. But then within those two years, COVID happened. And then also, like, I got promoted in my normal, my, my job in Dallas, and I started really liking it. She started really liking it. It's mm-hmm. a it's a nice city yeah, to be. Yeah, I love my job. Yeah, it's a good area. She had, yeah, right. She got a new, she got a job down here that's, like, very fun for her. It's not, it's not too tedious for her. Like, she, she really likes it. And it's just, like, we kind of just fell in love with the area. Mm-hmm. Where well, that's cool. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know. You, once you go to that nice city, you just don't want to leave it. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Well, we know how to get to you. I'll tell you that. So, listen, last question is, at the end of the day, who do you think are your biggest influencers now? Right now? Like, yeah. At this moment in your life, you've gotten married. You're moving on with your life. You think, you know, you're doing well with your money. I think you're doing all right. You'll get there. You're figuring it all out. Do you feel like you have any bigger influences now in your life as you're settling down? Mm-hmm. I, Mine is not a physical, like a human. Mine is God. Like, just being in tune with him on where we should go. Even, like, with the whole apartment thing praying constantly like what is the right decision do we need to you know have that experience and just go to the apartment that we really love or do we need to save you know like just having god lead me and influence my decisions um i I will say my dad he just got um like his dream car so that's something that like really impressed me as well i always knew like he wanted a corvette and he's retired but he still works on the side, like those things that he just enjoys to do the work. Um, but seeing him get his dream car and like watch him work on his life to get that, that's something that's touching for me as well. Like very like, okay, I want to be like that. You know, I want to achieve my goals. So, but number that's one, God. And I love it. Any last words from you, Mr. Mr. Barrington? Influencer. <laughs> I mean, how do I follow up with God? Um No, I think to be honest, I think my biggest influence right now, I have two. And I think I really think it's Vern and uh mm-hmm. and James. Like mm-hmm. Vern, Vern for like he's he's only four years older than me, building the house, as he's doing the photography thing really well. And he also does, like, you know, he's in the corporate realm, too. So, like, I'm seeing, like, me starting with the photography thing. He's a big influence on how he does his work-life balance and, like, all of the things that he can accomplish just through the same thing I'm I'm trying to get into. And then with James, it's like, 
I'm getting that that photography experience through him. He's always booked doing weddings and stuff, but now I'm get I'm I'm looking up to him. I'm like, how do you balance your family too? Because this guy, like James, is he's married. He has two, I think two kids, you know. But you know, he just celebrated his ninth year. And he used to have a corporate job too, but he just quit for just doing like exactly. full time photography. So. Yeah. So James James is at a different level than than what Vern and myself is are right now because he literally just quit his job to do photography full time. You know, and every every creative that you would talk to that does photography, that's their dream. Like, I just want to create, and I don't want to go through the hustle bustle of like corporate. I just want to do, you know, photography. So, like, to see James do it, like, that's a that's an influence of, of, for me too. So, I got two influences. That is wonderful. That is so good, guys. That is so great. Well, I am very proud of you. I'm very proud of you because you're doing enough that you don't have to come back home and I have to empty out a room again. So I'm proud of you. That means we've done our job. Keith Tarpley has done his job. Your parents have done your job. So moms, we did our jobs. Kids are doing so well, they don't even have to come back home. Praise the Lord. All right. As we wrap up, if I were to t- if you were to tell our audience the top three things are your favorite money tips that you think is helping you make it work. In your marriage, what are they going to be? What are we going to leave it with? What's keeping y'all together, making that money work, and making that marriage stay strong? What are they going to be, y'all? I think one of my tips, I don't know about all three, but in our budget plan, we have money set aside for each other, like ourselves. Give yourself money so you can buy maybe some of the things that you just personally want. Clothes, shoes, get your nails done. Like it's always nice to do something for yourself, so I like that we have that in our budget. Well, where... Nails is in your budget. What do you mean? Nails is in your budget. That's well, like the but the money that we have, where it's like, okay, you can do whatever you want. With yeah, it. yeah, like, that's for you to just do. It's there's no responsibility. There's nothing tied. Nothing to tied. It. To you it. can save it if you want to save it. Yeah. You just it, that's your money. Yeah. Um, All right. So number one is you 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 like that y'all pay yourselves so y'all could not have to worry about to each other what you're gonna do with that money. Number two, what's that? Communication. I think you gotta communicate. You know, like yeah. I I, I started I started living uh, adult life by myself. You know, like I was in Rhode Island without babies, so now I already had like a way of doing things. But now when you add another person, those way of doing things is not like the way of doing things. So we gotta communicate, uh, like where 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 you spending this money at, I agree. And like, you know what what account is going into what, all this and all that. Mm-hmm. So like I really think like communication is really big. Yeah, that's probably so. Yeah. Number two, y'all y'all feel good about that you are good at communicating with each other. Number three, yeah. what's the last thing you think that you guys do very well in your marriage? Yeah, we have fun. Right, like we go on no. dates, you know, like we don't stop our finances from letting us live life. And that's times. also budgeted. That's in the budget. Mm-hmm. So like we have a line item that says restaurants going out, you know, so like we budget, we budget literally everything in our life. We just got to follow it, you know, mm-hmm. so um, we have a date, a date fund for every week. You know, so like every week we go on. Yeah, because you can definitely get so caught up in saving and you know, your goals and your plans that you forget about right now. And sometimes yeah. you, that. you need yeah. that to like, you know, just keep your relationship alive. Mm-hmm. So your third thing is you make sure that y'all put a line item in there to keep your marriage healthy and whole. And that to you guys that matters is making sure you date. 
So we said tip number one, you said we want to make sure is that you're going to um, make sure you have money so that you could do whatever you want. So you can have personal money. Mm -hmm. Okay. You said we make sure we put money for yourself. Mm -hmm. Number two, you make sure that y'all communicate. And number three, you said you want to make sure you have money in your budget so you can date to keep your make sure your marriage is healthy and whole. That's important into uh, for your whole budget. If you get those are your top three things in your whole budget while you're budgeting and looking at the whole picture. That's why you think your marriage is happy. And that's why y'all keep on smiling and having a good time with each other. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Student loans come around. Have y'all start thinking about how that's going to play into your finances as you start trying to save for your house, as you start trying to save for your future? Have y'all start thinking about together what that's going to look like for your finances? Any questions about that? Any knowledge about that? Shout out to my main man, Joe Biden. He like waved him all the way to the second place. <laughs> so, so we're gonna just go. We're gonna have to go ahead and ask Joe Biden. Ride the way. Right, ask Joe Biden to cancel all student debt. <laughs> cancel it. Yeah, because we we both have student loans. So. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, we we still make our payments. Like, yeah, it's not it's not detrimental to our finances or anything like that. Like, but I do think. It's going to take a while for us to pay those off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a while. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I just feel like America has gotten so adjusted to student debt where it's just like a, a, a bill you're just going to have forever. Like, And it, it really it really sucks to have have that, like, I guess, burden. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just... I wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to be in this position that we are in now right. without going to college. And have the grants that we have, right? And, and it, it's really like backwards way of thinking. You gotta get yourself into debt to make enough money to live. Pay the debt back. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a very good statement. Well, Barons and Deja, thank you so much for joining us on our show today. It appears that you're off to a great start. I am sure our followers have gained something inspiring from you guys today. Tell us if our audience want to learn more about Barrington Image or want to learn more about becoming beige. Tell us how can they find out more about you? Instagram. <laughs> That's where y'all play is on Instagram. So what's your handle? At Barrington Image, at Becoming Beige. Everything spelled correctly, no underscores, none of that. That's awesome. All right, ladies, that's where you have it. Out of the mouths of Barrington and Deja Transu in Dallas, Texas. They're happy, they're in love, and they're having so much fun planning for the future and enjoying life just like millennials should. Thank you so much for staying with us today. Before I leave you today, let me leave you with the ultimate Rainmaker tip of the week. Maybe at this stage in my career and life, it is from the younger generation I have most to learn. Next week, we will have more wisdom in the house from my guest Beverly Fisher-Penn, where we will be talking about leveling up. How we will get, how you will get what you want from your job in corporate America. Until then, I will see you next week.